Hello, witches and wanderers. My name is Missa. And my name is Katie, and welcome to the Baby Witch Podcast. So hello, Missa. How are you doing? Good. I just had a solar return. I'm 29, and I am getting ready to head out to New York City for the weekend. Yay, that sounds like it's going to be a really fun trip. Are you getting excited to hang out with your family and, you know, go explore the city? Yay. Yeah, and I'm also going to hang out with uh, one of my friends from high school and one of my friends from college that moved out there um, that I haven't seen in, well, the friend from high school I think I saw in December, but the friend from college I haven't seen since she graduated six years ago, so I'm stoked. Yay, and I know who you're talking about and tell her that I love her and I miss her as well. I absolutely will. What about you? What have you been up to? Um, you know, I'm kind of having a bit of a magical week. Um, I did my new moon thing um, over the weekend. Uh, I have a lot of stuff going on in my life. So I kind of did a, just a little bit of candle magic to keep the momentum up there. And then um, I do a ritual um, to honor my menstrual cycle whenever I'm on my period. So I did that yesterday. It's mostly just like taking a really long bath, but with some added on extra ritual stuff. So it was pretty nice and relaxing and yeah. Cool. Other than that, it's, uh, you know, the first rainy day here in Colorado and it actually feels like fall. It was like 80 degrees all of September. It was our hottest (laughs) ever September. (laughs) Um, warming's not real. So no, absolutely not at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've just, uh, yeah, just been enjoying stuff and yeah, I'm excited that it's spooky season. Oh my gosh. Yes. We are recording this on October 1st and it is officially the first day of Halloween. Yeah, (laughs) it is. Yes. The first day of Halloween. And I have been, I don't know, I've been watching, uh, scary TV shows and stuff for like the last month. So it's been spooky season for a while for me, but oh yeah, absolutely. And I'm okay with it. So great okay should we get into today's topic yes and it is very appropriate that you were talking about your solar return because today's topic is astrology yeah that is like the big thing in witchcraft right now Mm -hmm. um that's honestly i think and it's not just witches and so again Mm -hmm. we want to have this podcast not just for people who are currently practicing witchcraft but who are interested in the craft or just Mm -hmm. witchy things in general so you don't have to be a witch to believe in astrology um or to you know work with your natal chart or anything like that but that's what's really in right now (laughs) in -hmm. witchcraft yeah and also i know that there's a lot of people who are skeptical skeptical about astrology and I know that there's, um, I don't know. I know I was skeptical about astrology for a long time and then I started actually looking into it and it's helped me, but there's also been like some weird moments in my life. Like there was, uh, I think it was like a three or four year period where I kept on, you know, finding a new guy and dating him and really liking him. And then turning out it was a Leo. Like there was a three or four year period where I would only date Leo's. (laughs) and I had no explanation for it and then lo and behold I learned more about astrology and find out I'm a Leo rising so um, yeah yeah 
But yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I was raised Catholic, uh, as we discussed mm-hmm. in the first episode. <clears throat> and like technically in Catholicism, you're not supposed to be into astrology. Um, I don't even remember why. I just remember like going to some church event and saying I was a Libra and they're like, oh, shh, no, you can't say that. We're not allowed to believe in, in astrology and horoscopes and all of that. So I never really, I didn't really care about that one way or the other. I obviously had to leave Catholicism because of my differing views, but I just, I never got into it. Um, cause it wasn't mm-hmm. something that was the information out there wasn't readily available like it is now. Yeah. And plus I think when we were younger, this more in-depth look at astrology, that's really, um, making a resurgence amongst the astrology community amongst the witchcraft community, um, wasn't a thing. It was more just here's your sun sign and this is what it means. And there's no variance in that. And an example of that is I'm an Aquarius sun, which yes, there are parts of me that are very, very Aquarian, but I am also a bunch of other things, most notably like a Capricorn, almost everything, including my moon sign. Um, and that, uh, yeah, in all honesty, like I have a lot of traits that are so associated with Capricorn, which would kind of as- like make sense as to why I didn't really feel that the Aquarian bios that I read growing up really didn't resonate with me. So yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, the, again, the big shift is before your your natal chart or your birth chart was really only available if you went to an astrologer and had them like map out your time of birth and where you were born and all of that and like map out the stars basically. And now you can just plug it into like any astrology website and they'll tell you your sun, moon rising, all your planets, all your houses, everything. And it's, it's way easier to get information in the digital age. Yeah. And yeah, and that's important, but it also like, it gives a lot of depth to astrology readings. And it's also, you'd think it would be like the more in depth it was, the more chance it had to be inaccurate or to, you know, be kind of proven as phony. But I found that the more in depth I get into charts, the better I understand myself. And also like, I've done charts for a few of my family members. And the more I read into those, I'm like, oh, you make more sense now as a human being. And yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and so my spouse is a total skeptic. I've asked for his birth time like a ton of times. He doesn't know it. And I'm like, well, let's just go get your birth certificate. Like, let's find out. Let's ask your parents. And he's like, well, it doesn't matter. Like, how how could the stars have anything to do with your personality? I'm like, I mean, if the moon can change the ocean tides, why can't some kind of Like maybe it's not gravity. Maybe it's some kind of scientific force that we haven't discovered yet that Mm -hmm. the constellations have or that these other planets have on us at the moment that we're born. Mm -hmm. And we just, it it is scientific. We just haven't again discovered it yet. Yeah. I heard one scientific explanation once that it, the theory, and this really would only work for sun signs. um, But the theory is that the temperature of the outside affects fetuses Um, So like, say you're in utero during the winter, that's going to affect your brain differently if you're in utero during the heat of summer. Um, And the theory behind that was that, like, you would have a different personality depending on what time you were just dating, basically. Um, But yeah, but I don't know, because that really only um, 
would work for sun signs. And we just had an entire conversation about how like sun signs <laughs> aren't really all they're cracked up to be. So yeah, they're not everything. Yep. Um, yeah. And then Weren't you saying something about horoscopes? Yeah, I wanted to talk about, again, probably the other reason why you didn't feel connected to astrology and I didn't feel connected. And and maybe a lot of people out there don't or they think that it's, um, you know, a bunch of woo-woo nonsense is that (laughs) my spouse just walked in the room and gave me the funniest look. Oh, my gosh. When I said woo-woo nonsense, I got eyebrows raised. Um, (laughs) Um, but there was some study where they, and I don't know that it was a study or just like a video I saw on YouTube, but they had everyone read like their horoscope and they all said, yeah, that totally um, describes me. And then they all passed it to the left and everyone had the same exact mm-hmm. reading. And I think that when you're talking about something as big as a sun sign, yeah, it can be really vague. Um, but then when you get more into the birth chart, into the placements of the the planets and things like that, um, your moon sign it delves a lot deeper into your personality. Yeah. Yep. And so, I'm sorry. And then, yeah. Well, and then I also think, you know, we were talking earlier before we started recording um, that neither of us really use astrology as like a way to Mm -hmm. tell our fortunes. Like it's not a way to like, oh, tomorrow's Mm going to be like this. It's more of a way to, observe our own personality and and see where our own shortcomings could be based on yeah our for example there's some parts of like my sun sign and my moon sign that I didn't like really acknowledge as a part of my personality and then so the way I have mainly learned about astrology is through shitty Instagram astrology meme pages which are hilarious and wonderful but genuinely that's how I've learned most of this stuff um but they would like it be posting memes, roasting those two signs. And I was like, ha, 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 ha. I'm laughing because this is making me cry because this is really, really true for my personality. And it's, yeah, it, they're, it's interesting once you dig into that stuff. And so that's why um, we are doing kind of an intro to astrology this week or yeah, for this episode. Um, but we are, in addition to kind of describing all the signs, we're also going to be talking about um the moon signs and the rising signs associated with each, uh, you know, overall sign, just to give you a bit more of an in-depth look about what each sign could mean. Yeah, so you'll hear about um, like the big three astrology is your sun, moon, mm-hmm. and your rising. Um, we were Katie and I were talking earlier about whether we really think that right your rising shine, sign should be included in that. That we think there are other maybe planetary placements that are more important mm-hmm. in your personality. Um, but we will talk. Um, you know, we'll go over yeah. that. Sun sign is basically just like who you are, like it's your overriding personality. Um, but then your moon sign is kind of your internal world, your emotional world. And then um, your rising sign is, um, it's one of a few things, depending on who you ask. It's mostly just how you come off to people when they first meet you. Um, So it's kind of like how you appear superficially. Um, Some people also think it affects your appearance. Um, For example, Leo is associated with the lion. So Leo risings are supposed to have, you know, big, beautiful, gorgeous hair. Um, 
And then I've also heard that your rising sign is a reflection of how you acted as a child. So if you're, you know, going back, I'm going back to Leo rising because I am a Leo rising. But if you were, a, if you're a Leo rising, then you would have acted like a Leo when you were a kid and before you matured into your adult personality. Yeah. Um, so again, just kind of reiterate your, um, so your sun sign, and that's going to be what day mm -hmm. you were born, like, you know, what day, what month, um, that's your identity, kind of your core self, um, how you're perceived to people who really get to know you. Um, your moon is your subconscious, your emotional reactions, your desires and basic instincts and how you kind of perceive yourself. So your moon sign is like your comfort zone. And then your rising, and like Katie said, is your, the surface aspect of your personality. So when people first meet you, like, you know, how, how you come off at the beginning. So you might, they might just see your rising sign at first and, you know, you might meet Katie and go, oh my God, she's such a Leo. And we'll talk about that at the end of the episode, but then you get to know her and you're like, okay, I, I can see the Aquarius sun in there. And also, oh, and so your moon sign is what um, sign the moon was in when you were born. And then your rising sign is the sign that um, was on the Eastern horizon rising in the sky when you were born. So that's why people who are into astrology yes. want to know what time you're born. Yes, they want to know what day, where, mm -hmm. and what time. All right, so I'm going to get started with Aries. So Aries is the beginning of the astrological year. Um, I didn't fully research why that is. Uh, it has something, well, Aries rules yes, the first I think house. It's the um, spring equinox. So Aries season starts with the spring equinox and traditionally the spring equinox is like the pagan new year. Yeah. Um, so that's, so you'll see a lot and you'll think like, why is, why do these always start with Aries? That's because Aries is the beginning of the astrological year. Okay. Um, so for Aries uh, is season is typically between March 21st and the night and April 19th. Um, so the dates can vary day to day, year to year, um, you know, just based on, you know, the rotation of the sun and the rotation of the earth, things like that. Um, just kidding. The sun doesn't rotate. <laughs> um, so Aries is a fire sign. So I'm going to be talking about fire and air science today. And Katie's going to be talking about um, earth and water signs. Um, and then Aries is ruled by the planet Mars and its symbol is the Ram. So I like really like the symbols. I think that they really help me um, understand at a glance what the sign kind of what the, the stereotypes of the sun sign are. Um, so Aries are seen as like the leaders of um, astrology. So again, they're the first sign. Um, they're the they're fearless to so the risk takers looking for adventure. Um, they're strong will, but kind of their, um, their negative stereotypes is that they can be headstrong and stubborn or aggressive. Um, they can be impatient because they're, they're spontaneous and they're impulsive. Um, but they're also 
generous friends and very protective of their loved ones. Um, so don't mess with an Aries. It's a bad idea. Um, you know, normally yeah, we'll, we'll talk about Taurus in a minute, but kind of like don't mess with the ram. You'll mm -hmm. get the horns. <laughs> okay. So Aries moons um, are really about, um, or, or people with Aries moons, they know what they want and they're emotionally satisfied um, by kind of spontaneity um, so the, the typical Aries traits, um, even if they don't come off that way to others, that's how, what makes them feel comfortable. That's their comfort zone, um, is going to be that, that spontaneity, um, that adventure, things like that. Um, and then for an Aries rising, that's going to be kind of, again, your, your outward, um, reaction, your, your first reaction. So like, um, an Aries rising is their instinct is to just do rather than think things through. Yep. I looked up the tarot associations. Um, so I just wanted to add that in. So the tarot sign associated with Aries is the emperor. Um, do with that what you will, but if you're interested in tarot, um, that's mm -hmm. the association there. Yay. Okay. Do you have anything else you wanted to add about um, Aries? Any stereotypes, positive or negative? Yeah, I mean, heard the one thing them? I've always heard about Aries is that um, they come off as like kind of the uber aggressive, like kind of the anger of the Zodiac. But in reality, they're like actually just really motivated and energetic and fun and they can be super creative. And um, yeah, I mean, there's not, it's not all like anger and bluster with Aries. Yes, but I'm thinking of one of our Aries friends. And oh yeah, my we also found out that they're an Aries moon. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you are. And then you had a, you had a family member yeah. who had a baby here recently. And they were like celebrating that they were an Aries. And I was like, yes. oh, oh, baby, you better, you better buckle up there. That's yeah. Yeah. My, my little nephew is an Aries and oh boy, I am uh well, we're going to see how that turns out. He also has a uh, Saturn and Capricorn mm -hmm. like us. Um, so my two little nephews were born this year and they're both Saturn and Capricorn. So it's, I'm interested to oh, see how it cute. plays out you. now I'm that sorry. I, yeah, well, now that I know more about my yeah. Saturn placement. Well, and it's cute because you're going to be going through your second Saturn return when they go through their first Saturn return. I know. Isn't that crazy? Mm -hmm. At least I can prepare them. I feel like I didn't know what a Saturn return was until I was in the middle mm -hmm. of mine. And so now, now yeah. they'll be prepared. Yes. Auntie yeah, is here. <laughs> and we will be talking more about Saturn returns yes. in another Actually, episode. Actually, we're only we talking promise. about astrology now so we can get you guys up to date so we can bitch about our Saturn returns because they have been a little, they've been a little rough for both of us and yeah, it, it's real yeah. and mm -hmm. we need to warn the world. So yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. Katie, yes. you want to take over so, with Taurus? The sign that comes after Aries is Taurus. Um, traditionally, its um, solar dates are April 20th to May 20th. Um, and it's the bull, and it's ruled by Venus. Um, and it's the first, first Earth sign in the cycle. Um, now, if you're not familiar with that, you know, Earth signs are, you know, supposed to be rooted down to Earth. Um, they're supposed to be very organized and practical. Um, 
So that is kind of the running thread throughout all of the earth signs. Um, and then Taurus in particular, um, that is known for, for um, kind of sensuality and um, pleasure. They're ruled by Venus, so you can kind of make the connection there. Um, they enjoy creature comforts. They're very practical and they're also stubborn almost to a fault or almost to a point where, um, you know, it becomes a problem for them. I actually read something where it says that they're dedicated to the point where they're stubborn about something. They're just not going to let something go. And you can, you know, you can kind of go back to the bowl, you know, cows are stubborn. Um, they're very sensual. <laughs> they're also very motivated and ambitious. Um, they're very reliable and very dedicated to their loved ones. And also um, pleasure is important to them. And then, um, so that's the characteristics if that just generally are associated with Taurus, but especially for Taurus sons. Um, and then they, if for moon signs, um, they need stability and material comforts. Um, they are again, dedicated to the point of stubbornness and they play the long game with, um, with relationships and also just with general projects that they're working on like career and, um, uh, I can't think of another example. My brain's broken. Um, let's see. That's okay. You oh. did way more research than I did. And I thought I, like, oh, no worries. Did I, don't, I didn't feel like I did that <laughs> much research, but apparently I did. Um, so moons are also ambitious and they want beautiful things around them. And then um, for Taurus risings, um, they like slash need fancy shit, um, only the best for them. Um, and they come off as practical and under control and they're supposed to be physically very good looking. Um, so I'm just gonna add, cause again, I, the little research I did do was the tarot association. So. Um, I figured I'd add that on the um, tarot card associated with Taurus okay. is the Hierophant, which uh, the day that we're recording is our Tarot Tuesday card of the day, which will be posted onto Instagram by the time that you yes. listen to Even this. Even though it isn't posted yet and it's 8 p.m. <laughs> so we're doing a very late Tarot Tuesday today or it's 8 p.m. my time, but yeah. 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 I still got a time <laughs> here on the West Coast. <laughs> Okay, um, so we're going to talk about Gemini. Um, it's ruled by Mercury, uh, and its symbol is the twins. So you, one of the big like negative stereotypes about Geminis is they're two-faced. Um, in fact, that's one of the big um, uh, like Instagram uh like astrology meme accounts that Katie and I both follow is not all Gemini's. Um, they have a bunch of followers. They're funny memes. Um, but it's just, you know, that's what people say about Gemini's is they're two-faced. It's not necessarily a negative aspect. So Gemini's, Gemini's are intellectually inclined um, and they're flexible. They want to be able to see both sides of the issue. Um, so they're not always just trying to play devil's advocate for the sake of being an asshole um, it's because that's really, you know, their core value is to be able to, to, to see both sides of things and to understand how things are working. Um, they're very quick witted and clever. 
Um, but again, they're ruled by Mercury, so they can be mercurial. They can be, um, you know, I don't want to say fickle or wishy-washy, but uh, you never, you might never know where you stand, where you stand with a Gemini. Um, Gemini moons, um, they're going to be more emotionally satisfied um, when they have access to information. So that's kind of their comfort zone is um, they might not outwardly appear, you know, to be the ones playing the devil's advocate like a Gemini sun, but, you know, instinctually, um, emotionally, they want to be able to know both sides of the, of the situation. They, um, that's their kind of, their base reaction is to, before they can really feel comfortable with something, they've got to, to see all sides of it. And, and have access to information. And also, again, Mercury, God of communication, they want to be able to communicate effectively. And mm-hmm. um, so risings can come off as um, like intimidating or um, assertive, uh, restless, just because they're, you know, the, what you're seeing is that they're trying to get all the information They're They're quick. Again, Mercury with his little uh, wings on his shoes. They're, they're kind of restless. They want to know a lot. Um, so that's, they can come off as maybe being um, sorry, my notes are freaking everywhere. Yeah. So they, they come off more of their, their personal interactions, communication, um, that's, they're just, they're just very fast when you first meet them. Which I think it's really ironic that you're having troubles with these notes and aren't you a Gemini rising? I am, but you know, I, yesterday was my birthday and I meant to do my rising research yesterday and I got drunk that's instead. Fine. But also <laughs> I, I'm going to give you my first impression of when I met you. Um, you were yes. super duper chatty and bubbly and seemed like you knew everything and were like very outgoing and out there. And in all honesty, to me, that's what I associate a lot with Gemini is like they get a bad rap, but they're, you know, they're also a lot of fun and they're funny and they're intellectual and they're very creative. Um, maybe this is just because I'm an Aquarius, but my <laughs> boyfriend is a Gemini and we get along great. I mean, he definitely does some Gemini, Gemini-ish stuff. Like, like the other day, I w- my landlords were doing some construction on the apartment next to mine. And so they were like hammering something and it sounded like knocking. And I, John was coming over and I was like, well, I'm, you know, thank God he rings the doorbell every time. So I don't have to worry about that. And then that day he knocked on the door instead of ringing the doorbell. So I didn't hear him at first. And then Uh-oh. when I opened the door and it was like, why did you knock? You always ring the doorbell. And he's like, I never ring the doorbell. And I was like, you fucking, fucking Gemini. Why are you saying that <laughs> shit? Oh my God. That is a Gemini yeah. thing. But yeah, I will say um, that's one thing with the Gemini rising. That was the one thing that I was like thinking about, but somehow never put in my notes um, was that they can come off as know-it-alls um, because again, they're, they're wanting all the information like right away. I know, especially when I started my new well, my new job, I've been there for four years, but when I started there, everyone thought I was know-it-all. Nobody liked me. Um, and then now that they've gotten to know me better and they, you know, my 
between my Libra sun and my Gemini rising, um, well, really all my, all my natal chart put together, but they now come to me when they need things because they don't think I know everything. They know I do. Yes. But also <laughs> I personally like Gemini's. I think they get a bad rap, but then again, I know I'm an Aquarius and we actually did a survey where like, like your parents and another one of our friend's parents were both like a Gemini Aquarius couple. So I think Aquarians are just immune to Gemini's bullshit for the most part, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Um, and then, so that's my other little nephew. Uh, my best friend from high school's son is a Gemini. So uh, again, I'm just really excited to see these birth charts with these babies and how they grow up. Yep. Yay. Um, and then, so the Gemini, again, it's the, the sign of the twins. So the, uh, tarot card associated with Gemini is the lovers. Yay. Lovers. All right. So, All right. so next is cancer. Um, the solar dates usually associated with cancer are June 21st to July 22nd. Um, it is the crab and it is ruled by the moon. And then um, this is the cancer is, you know, it's associated with the moon and it's generally associated with being the mother of the Zodiac. So think about like all of the things that we usually associate with motherhood. Um, they're very soft and they're supposed to be very emotional. Um, they're also supposed to be very intuitive and emotional, compassionate. They're associated with being good caregivers. Um, but sometimes, you know, if they get afraid, they can be a little bit controlling, you know, one of those, I'm afraid that you're going to get hurt. So I'm going to try to micromanage and make sure nothing happens. Um, and then I have, a fair amount of, um, I don't know, I have a lot of cancers, um, important people in my life who are cancers. Um, my dad is a cancer and our mutual best friend is also a cancer. And I just want to point out that part of the reason why I took water signs is that I do not understand them. I have no water in my heart. <laughs> we just had cancer season a few months ago and I had like, it was rough all water seasons are rough for me because I do not understand them. We'll talk about this later, but I have signs that are completely divorced <clears throat> from their emotions. And I do not do deep emotions well. Um, and, but still, it, you know, there are important people in my life and I've tried to understand this sign. Um, and our mutual best friend, she is like the textbook version of a cancer. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. I mean, from like, I wouldn't say like overly emotional mm -hmm. and I, again, we can talk about this later and we love you and you're the best, but, um, she's very just sensitive. Like she's always very like sensitive mm -hmm. and empathetic. Um, but then also like, the mom, she's been the mom yes. of the friend group and for then, the last 11 years. I mean, yeah. I mean yes, yes, exactly. Years, but, but then you know. on the other side of that, like my dad is also a cancer and he is not that way at all. Like, I do believe he's more in touch with his emotions than the average man usually is, but he's mostly like, like he's, you know, soft and gentle and friendly with my sister, but he is a hard ass in every other aspect of his life. Um, you know, I tried to do some research into it. Like, well, is his, you know, moon sign something like an Aries or something? And that wasn't it. Um, but then I learned about this other side of cancer and you have to think about, you know, cancer is a crab which means that they are, you know, kind of soft, you know, they're, they're soft on the inside, but they do have that tough protective shell. 
So cancers can come sometimes come off as a hard ass. That's just the other side of them. They can be very emotional and maybe they're that way in private, but they also are, you know, they have this, you know, tough shell that you need to, um, you know, break through a little bit or that they can throw up as a defensive field if they don't want you seeing that soft, mushy side of them. Yeah, absolutely. So my sister is also a cancer and she could not be more different than our mutual friend. She's like, again, like such a hard ass, like mm-hmm. <laughs> she has a very hard exterior, which, and that's the side that I see of her, of course. And then everyone that she knows professionally, is just like, she is the nicest woman. Like she does all of this out of the kindness of her own heart. And it's like, no, she does all this because she's getting paid, but whatever. Um, but it's like, so, I mean, they, other people definitely see the cancer side of her, but I've just never really seen that, that side. Yeah. I wonder what her rising is. I don't know. I got my brother's birth time over the weekend, but I'm still mm-hmm. working on my sister's But I'm going to see her in a few days. Yay, so I can ask. Yay, digging for birth times. My sister was so nice. She texted me her birth <laughs> time when she heard, I think one of our episodes and I was like, Ooh, I'm going to look this up. Um, let's see. And then moon signs. So the sign that is ruled by the moon in the moon sign is of course, you know, nurturing and emotional again, they're sympathetic and very intuitive. Um, they're very protective of their loved ones and they're also very loyal. And, um, because they are also just very emotionally open, they're also a little vulnerable and they need a little bit of security and stability in their lives. Um, and then cancer risings, um, come off as sensitive or sentimental. Um, they're very nurturing, but they can come off as cold or distant if their guard is up. And just like generally think about this, uh, like a girl who you've met for the first time and she's like taking care of you, even though she doesn't know you, that's a cancer rising. So, yeah. So the tarot card associated to cancer is the chariot. Um, And again, we could probably do a whole episode about just why the tarot cards are associated to, um, to those horse, to those uh, astrological signs. Um, but so I was thinking the other day, I was looking through birth charts and I was thinking about how cancer is ruled by the moon and like what kind of person a cancer moon would be like, just like how they would, I was just thinking they'd be insufferable, right? Just like completely ruled by their emotions. Mm-hmm. It like, and then I was, so I was flipping through these birth charts cause I've got like my best friends and I've got my parents. I've almost got my siblings. I've got like their planets, but not necessarily their uh, houses yet. And both of my parents are cancer moons. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, okay, now a big part of my childhood makes sense. Like both of my parents' emotions are like their moon signs are ruled mm-hmm. by the moon. Good yes. Lord. <laughs> also the way you said that, it made me think of that stupid like husky meme moon moon. It's moon moon guys. And it's just like, it's what you put over a picture of a husky being a complete derp. And it's anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Katie's life like so revolves around memes. It's yeah, so funny. My life. I mean, and it always I'm has. A, I'm a fucking Aquarius. Leave me alone. This is. <laughs> oh my goodness! That is one thing about astrology that I hate is when people are like, "Oh, I can't help it. I'm a Taurus. Like that's just the way I am." And it's like, no, that's not what astrology's for. It's for you to be like, oh. 
I'm going to do this because I'm a Libra and therefore I should pay attention to when I'm doing it and not do it. I know. <laughs> but also like me, A, I haven't looked at that meme in forever. This is something that I remember from like forever ago. But also like they're funny and they bring joy to my yeah, life. No. And there's something you can do like casually when you have five star minutes. So what's wrong with them? Yeah. Again, I'm going to throw back to the first episode where I was talking about how Katie is one of those people who can like not study for a test at all and then get an A and I'll study for like eight hours and get like a B minus. Mm-hmm. Um, but she would, that's what she would do. She would just be like, my brain, like I'm tired of like studying. I'm just going to look at memes for five hours. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I mean, now that I don't have homework, I, I look at memes a lot more. I mean, I don't think I was that bad, but. I don't know. College was... Girl, do you remember your Sporkle binges? No. What is Sporkle? I don't even remember Oh that. my gosh, are you kidding? That was like that weird quiz thing and you would like have to go name all of oh, the yeah. countries in Europe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> and she could too. She would be like, oh yeah, I can name all the countries in Europe in the next three minutes. Yeah. I don't know. They make you learn better. It's probably all that friggin' Capricorn in your Yeah, we're going to talk about Capricorn later. Mostly I'm going to just roast myself because I sugarcoated a lot of the other signs that came before it. And then I got to Capricorn, which is my moon. And I was like, oh, oh, this describes me perfectly. And it's awful. I'm going to describe it to people because it, yeah. (laughs) All right. So let's move on to Leo. So I have some lovely Leos in my life. In fact, one of the gals I'm going to be visiting in New York this weekend is a Leo. Um, so Leo is a fire sign. Um, it is ruled by the sun. And so it's like the fieriest of the fire signs. And its symbol is the lion. So Leos are ambitious. They're the king of the jungle, center of attention. Um, they definitely also have like a flair for the dramatic. That's not necessarily a negative thing. Um, I love a good dramatic Leo. Um, but they also love having a good time. So it's like great when cancer season leads into Leo season because you've been like emotional and stressed out the whole time. And then it's like, oh, okay, Leo season, time to unwind and just have fun. Um, but Leos can also, um, you know, because they're so ambitious and passionate, they can also be seen as kind of bossy um or vain or egotistic things like that so i mean every sign has its its ups and downs um each trait can kind of go either way um one sign isn't necessarily better than the other it's it's what you do with your sun sign (laughs) um leo moons um they're gonna be the ones who maybe aren't outwardly the center of attention but they really that's their comfort zone they really enjoy um, you know, being more of the, the center of attention, um, it, it makes them happy. It kind of, kind of a thing. Um, and then Leo risings, they kind of feel like they're always on the stage. Um, they're always like really self-aware of their surroundings and, and what's how people are perceiving them. Um, and then the tarot card associated with Leo, is the strength card, you know, the card with the lion. Yeah. Okay, Miss Leo rising. I'm going to let you take over from there on the Leo yeah, side. Yeah, and then I don't, we're going to talk about this more, but I don't really 
identify with much Leo stuff. Like going back to risings, it's kind of how people perceive you. So I don't know if it necessarily requires like an inner awareness of your Leo risingness. Um, and one thing I can see is that Leos are supposed to have like, you know, big, beautiful hair. And of course I have like, you know, long, blonde, curly, huge hair. Um, she has yeah. a mane. Katie has a mane. mane. So in that <laughs> aspect, I'm like a stereotypical Leo rising, but otherwise like, I feel like because I'm stereotypically pretty, a lot of people perceive me to kind of have like, like, like that Leo wanting to be the center of attention persona. But also I don't, I don't want that. I don't ever want to be the center of attention in it. I don't know. But, also, <laughs> but then again, that could also be a shadow side. Like I haven't done a lot of work on my shadow. Maybe my shadow really wants yeah. to be the center of attention. Um, and we can talk about shadows some oh other time, but your shadow is kind of the part of yeah. you where like you're not consciously deciding to do that, but your, your, your personality is taking you in that direction anyway. And it's a shadow part of your personality you weren't really conscious of. So I don't know. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about shadow work in the future. We've got so many episodes planned for you all. Mm -hmm. We'll get yeah. there. <laughs> but also, I mean, you have met me at some point. What would you say for Leo Risingness? Oh, my gosh. You definitely come off as a Leo. I mean, you're so not just like, you know, like theater kid. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I wanted? Like, you just come off as like like fun and bubbly and always having a good time. Um, super outgoing. Like my first memory of you, I was like, is anyone going to go to the store later? Because I really need milk for my cereal and I don't have a car. And you're like, yeah, I have a car. I will take you to the store. Hi, my name is Katie. Hey. And like, just, and I was like, oh my gosh, who is this girl? And everyone was like, who is that girl? She's so pretty. She's from out of town. Cause she was, you know, one of the out of state students um, and so she was like, really like everyone was really interested, you know, like what's Katie like, you know, and then, and just so much fun and so hyper. Oh my gosh, girl, you were so hyper. Yeah. Um, so I could definitely see like your Leo rising coming yeah, out there. That's true. And it's also, I was younger and supposedly like, I feel like I was definitely a Leo when I was a kid, but I've kind of matured more and into other parts of my personality, but you know, we were only like 18 when we met. I wonder like what the line is there. Oh yeah. I have no yeah. idea. <laughs> I don't know, but yay. Um, okay. Anything else you wanted to add about no, Leo? That's it. I don't want to like keep moving too quickly, but we've been talking for a while and we're like mm, halfway. I almost remember halfway. when we said we were going to try to do like 40 minute episodes. <laughs> Oh gosh, you guys, y'all, we're trying, yeah. but we also keep, there's just yeah, and we also keep choosing really big subjects. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. So, but I mean, that's kind of what we're wanting to do is to give you guys or you all a big overview, um, about witchcraft and the different types of areas and aspects of witchcraft. So you can learn more, uh, because I know it, it's taken me like three years to learn as much about astrology as I do now. And I know nothing. So, you know, it, at least this is a starting point for you. Okay. Yep. And then, yeah, no. And astrology is important, especially like just to have the foundations and yeah. All right. So yeah. Um, 
Yeah. So up next is Virgo. Um, usually it's solar dates are August 23rd to September 22nd. It's associated with the Virgin or the harvest goddess, depending on, I guess, how Christian you are, or what you want to identify it with. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I hate the concept of virginity, yeah. but that's a rant for another time. Um, yes. And then it's also, it's also ruled, ruled by Mercury. And it's interesting because the Virgo Gemini dichotomy really plays on like the different aspects of Mercury. So um, like, you know, Gemini is associated with a part of Mercury that's kind of like really rapid and all about like, okay, I need as much information as I possibly can. Whereas Virgo is kind of the same way. They do want lots of information, but they're much more organized and um, methodical. Um, so going into that, uh, Virgo is kind of associated with being the perfectionist of the Zodiac. Um, they want everything to be perfect and they are very practical going back to their um, earth sign roots. Um, they're very logical and organized. They're good at processing information. However, um, despite that, they can still be very kind and they like to use their skills to help their loved ones. They're hardworking, grounded and methodical. Um, and the one thing that I did see is that they sometimes like get so or like wound up in being perf like a perfectionist. They don't always finish the projects they start. Um, but that's kind of just the shadow side of it. And then, um, for Virgo moons, they're very smart, also a perfectionist. Um, they need mental stimulation and to be of service and they're dedicated and understand and understated. So they're kind of not as um, outgoing. And it, it, there is a note here that some Virgo moons can uh, are prone to anxiety. Um, and then Virgo risings, um, they appear to be very organized and type A. Um, they're reserved and intelligent, but they can come off as critical. However, they're just being shy when they do that usually. And they're quieter, but a very loyal friend. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I would say, um, so we, well, I guess, yeah, we, we just finished Virgo mm -hmm. season. We're in Libra season while we're recording. Um, and I've actually just learned a lot about the sun signs during the season. So I really started paying attention during cancer season because again, our, our mutual best friend is a cancer and she was like, yes, you guys, it's my time. It's cancer season. Um, so then when I, I noticed Virgo season and we, I mean, we were maybe a week or two in and I look over at my coworker and she full on has like a labor ma label maker that she has brought from home and is labeling her binders. And she's been here for like two years. Like, it's not like she's brand new and like just starting out, she, but she's like over there labeling her binders. And I'm like, oh my gosh, is she a Virgo? And we've got a birthday list. And so I look over and yeah, she was born like September 7th. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like the most Virgo thing I've ever seen you over here labeling your binders yeah. at work. And then like another example <laughs> is my sister is a Virgo moon and it totally explains every single, like, cause she's a Libra sun and you can definitely see the Libraness, but she is like hyper organized oh, yeah. about everything. And if you met my sister, you would understand she is a Virgo moon. I could totally mm -hmm. see that. But I definitely get her Libra qualities, yes. you know, a Libra girls. We gotta exactly. stick together. Actually, once I put the air sign thing together and I realized how many 
important people in my life were also Libras. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, that's why. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so before we move on to Libra, um, I wanted to mention that the Virgo um, Tarot Association is the Hermit. Mm -hmm. Um, so again, if you want to do a little bit more research of that on your own, great. I just thought I'd give you that information cause it's out there and you don't have to look it up elsewhere. Um, so Libras, um, I'm a Libra. We're in Libra season right now. I think it's the best sign, but you know, that's just, uh, my opinion. Um, it's an air sign and it is ruled by Venus uh, and its symbol is the scales. So it's, I'm going to start out by saying it's tarot card is the justice card. Um, and as Leo, like I feel this hard. So Libras like to keep the peace. Um, they want to avoid conflict at all costs. They just want balance and harmony. Um, they want things to be fair. And that's like my catchphrase. Like people will say something. I'll be like, nah, that's fair. Uh, that's, I just, I've always kept the peace. I'm the youngest of three siblings. Um, my whole childhood, I remember just being like, okay, wait, dad is yelling at my brother. How can I diffuse the situation? Like, what can I do? I'm five years old. What can I do to diffuse the situation? Um, so Libras are willing to compromise, um, but are also wanting to seek out justice. They want things to be fair. So if they see injustices in the world, they're going to take action. Um, and on the downside, Leo, uh, Leo's Libras um, can be fickle and indecisive. So don't ask us where we want to go to dinner. We don't know. <laughs> um, but we're very sociable, compassionate. Um, and again, because we're ruled by Venus, we like beautiful things. So shower us with lovelies. My birthday was yesterday and I spent the day freaking sitting on my couch, drinking Prosecco, and like watching sex in the city, I was just like, I just want a me day. I took the day off work. I was like, I'm not going, I'm not coming in. I'm going to have cupcakes and scones and I'm just going to have a good time. Just surround me by beautiful things. <laughs> um, so Libra moons, um, they find, so Libra suns, we outwardly are trying to like keep the peace, find balance. Um, Leo moons, it's more of an intuitive thing. So it's, it's more, you find peace by keeping balance maybe in your own life or in your emotions. Um, that's your, your comfort zone is going to be finding fairness in your, your personal life. Um, and then for Libra risings, again, that's kind of how you're perceived. And so Libra risings can be very likable they're you know they're easy to get along with right off the get-go because they're wanting to please you they're wanting to to keep the peace with you um so yeah libra risings are are very pleasant people to be around at least at first yeah. <laughs> i'm just kidding i mean i like libras obviously i have a lot of libras in my life um yeah and i think the other part of it is uh connecting back to the air sign thing because air signs are kind of associated with being very intellectual and um you know in their heads a lot and I feel like there is a lot of intellect associated with Libra like I feel like they are a little bit more socially conscious than like say an Aquarian or Aquarius is um but they're I feel like they're the most like 
they're the most, they're the air sign that is the most connected to people or the most likable air sign. But also I feel like Libras are just one of the most likable signs in general because they're lovely humans and I enjoy having them in my life. So yeah. Oh, she's just bettering me up, y'all. Well, no, but I also realized that like one of my childhood best friends was a Libra. My sister's a Libra and we did not get along when we were kids. But as adults, like she's one of my best (laughs) friends and yeah, it's, and you're one of my best friends. I just want to know if, yeah, if, if you, if there are people out there that got along with their siblings growing up, like how, like, what did you do? Cause you and your sister are like practically Irish twins. Mm -hmm. Uh, me and my siblings have a massive age gap. And it's like, is it is it impossible to get along with your siblings growing up? Or are there are there some of you out there that did it? Let us know. Let, let us know if you got along with your siblings. Because I always see that on TV, like these these kids that grew up together and had a great time together. And I'm like, where was that? I didn't have that. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I mean, we did have good times, but also like, I just feel like we shared a room and a bathroom and for two teenage girls. There was also a period where like I was in high school and she was in middle school. And like we had, I, our high school had what was called a late start where like you would get up, um, like they would start uh, school an hour late once a week to give the students a chance to sleep in or whatever. They called late start if we had a bad snow day, that kind of thing. Um, But like on those days, while my sister was still in middle school and I was in high school, she would like, especially try really hard to wake me up and like make my late start completely fucking useless. And I don't think she was, I don't know if she was doing it on purpose, but to my like 15 year old brain, she was doing it on purpose. So. Yeah. I did go to your childhood house uh, in Mm -hmm. May uh, for the first time. And I did see that like your sister had to like walk through your bedroom to get to the bathroom and that must have been frustrating yeah it was and I just think that that like living situation probably didn't breed you know good feelings between siblings so I don't know we, yeah even even when you and I lived together we didn't have to walk through each other's space to get yes, to the bathroom but I don't know that's life we're adults now and she's like my best friend so yeah um rolling into Scorpio um that is the solar dates for that one are October 23rd to November 24th, 24th, wow, um, 21st. And it is the scorpion and it is ruled by Pluto. Um, And I don't think I talked about water signs when I talked about cancer. So I'm going to do that now. Um, Water signs are associated with, uh, you know, the same things we would associate with water. They're supposed to be very um, emotions. They're emotional. Their emotions are supposed to run deep. Um, and they're supposed to be very intuitive. Um, and that is very much true with Scorpio, although they're kind of the most, um, edgy, uh, water sign, if you can call it that. Um, they are very secretive and passionate and they get their strength from their emotions. So they're very strong characters, but that is rooted in their emotions. Um, they're intelligent, systematic, and they play the long game. They are very loyal. Um, they're sensual and they need physical intimacy. Um, so like sex and cuddling and all that is important to them. Um, and then um, they are supposedly cold superficially. Um, 
and they're but they're very compassionate and empathetic on a deeper level. Um, but it's very hard to get to know them on that deeper level. They let very few people in um, to know them like that. And they're also very intense. Um, and then Scorpio moons are kind of just that same thing, except ramped up a bit more, if it can be ramped up a bit more. So they're uh, very intense and private. They do not open up to new people and they're very hard to win the trust of. Um, they're loyal once you earn that trust though. Um, they have powerful emotions and they want a strong emotional connection with people. Um, and then Scorpio risings seem mysterious and passionate, appear to be very determined and can be competitive. Um, but alternatively, they could also be soft-spoken depending on the person. Um, and they come off as emotional and can be stubborn. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's, I feel like Scorpios are always like associated with sex. Mm -hmm. Like that's, if you're tuned into like astrology stereotypes, it's like, oh, they've got like this planet or whatever in Scorpio. And that's because they're super sex positive or like they're not, not sex positive. Sex positive is mm -hmm. good, but like, um, you know, they've got Scorpio and whatever. And that's because that planet is ruled by sex, like mm -hmm. sex, sex, sex. That's all I ever yeah. feel like I hear about Scorpios. Yeah. And the other side of Scorpio is that like this, they're very intuitive. They're supposed to be a really witchy sign. Um, we'll talk more about this when we talk about the bigger generational planets, but Pluto, it's the slowest moving planet. So it like stays in a single sign for generations. Um, and our generation was born in Pluto. And so that's why a lot of people think that, um, I mean, our generation's Pluto sign was born in Scorpio. And so that's why a lot of people think that there's been this big resurgence in witchcraft and recent years is because we all have you know Scorpio Plutos yeah well but Pluto I don't know exactly the exact dates but it it transits like it takes like 300 years or something doesn't it like 290 yeah yeah I'm to give you an idea of it um people are freaking out a little bit because um Pluto just went into Capricorn for the first time since the American Revolution and people think that similar things are going to start happening, like things that have that much um, historical impact are going to start happening again. Yeah, so it does. It takes 248 years for Pluto to come full circle through um, the astrological signs. Yeah. 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 Um, and so Pluto is the god of death, uh, Roman god of death, and the Scorpio Tarot uh, Association is the death card. Yep. Um, but remember, death isn't always like physical death. It's, it's change and metamorphosis. Mm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the best, is that's, that's something to find. And especially, you know, you said it's a witchy card. Mm. Um, I feel like witchcraft a lot is, is change is creating something out of something else. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. And all right. <laughs> Oh, go ahead. You had something else to say? Oh, nothing. I was just going to add on to the death thing, but I feel like it would just be redundant now. So, yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, all right. So we're going to talk about Sagittarius. And this is like the whole reason that I wanted to take fire signs. So my spouse is a Sagittarius. Again, we don't know the full birth chart because we don't know the birth time. But um, I wanted to learn more about, you know, what makes a Sagittarius. Because I kind of feel like what I 
heard, you know, in the broad scheme of things was not fitting my spouse at all. And so again, maybe there's something else in the, um, in his birth chart that will give me more information. Also, while I was talking about this, he like sneezed really loudly in the background. So I hope that you can hear that. Yeah. I feel like he's doing it on purpose. I just heard it. I think (laughs) he knew we were talking about him. So his, it's like your ear is burning. I think so. Uh, okay. So Sagittarius, um, I haven't really been telling the dates. I don't know why. So, but the, the, the solar dates are November 22nd through the 21st. It's a fire sign. It's ruled by Jupiter, the planet Jupiter, and it's symbol is the archer, but also like the centaurian archer. Um, and Sagittarius are the truth seekers and clear thinkers. And that one I definitely do associate with my spouse. Um, but kind of what you see more in um, the stereotypes about Sagittarians are that they're very philosophical and they're really into like religion and Um, But I think that's more of like the deep thinker kind of a thing. Like they really want to know more about the world and they're really interested in that kind of, that kind of a thing. Um, But yeah, so they're the ones that are looking at the big picture. Um, They're very honest and sincere and straightforward. And so sometimes they can be very blunt. Again, I definitely do see that in my spouse. Um, It takes some getting used to. Um, but they're also very outgoing and enthusiastic and very adaptable. So they can, um, they're not stuck in their ways. Um, the Sagittarius moon, um, they're gonna find fulfillment in travel um, and intellectual expansion and um, in having the freedom to explore different things. So that's what's gonna be there. Again, I talked earlier about the comfort zone. That's really how I see the moon sign is um, get having the freedom for, or at least the Sagittarius moon is having the freedom to kind of explore different ideas and, and get the big picture. And maybe they don't come off as the big picture people, but that's, you know, where their emotions are, where their, their instincts are. Um, Sagittarius rising. Um, they can, come off as overly optimistic or enthusiastic. Um, Again, they can be very direct, um, sometimes blunt. So sometimes the Sagittarius rising people are a little off-putting, but they can also be considered naive. So a little bit of a break there from the sun sign where they're kind of the big picture people is that the Sagittarius rising can come off as a little Um, again, kind of back to that overly optimistic and enthusiastic that maybe they're not seeing the big picture of everything. Um, and then the Sagittarius Tarot Association is temperance, which I find interesting. I was doing the research, um, and I, I used to pull a temperance card all the time. And I realized as I was doing the research, gosh, I really haven't pulled temperance in a long time. And then I pulled my, um, I do a like a astrology tarot pull on my solar return every year and I pulled temperance last night. <laughs> so yeah. I thought it was funny. I was like, Oh, I was just thinking about you. Yep. Well, and it's also interesting because to me, like kind of the superficial stereotype of Sagittarians or that they're like the hippie party monsters of the, um, of the Zodiac. Like people yeah. always say that it's actually like 
Leo or Libra who are the party animals, but actually it's like Sagittarius who party, parties harder than everybody else. Um, but yeah. Okay, I'm just saying you haven't probably seen that side of my spouse, but it's there. I know. Well, it, it's surprising when it comes out. <laughs> yes. Well, and also like, I don't know. I associate a lot with Sagittarius cause I'm a Sagittarius Mars and it explains a lot because your Mars is like both kind of your passions and your, you know, fire in you. And, but it's also your, um, like, and we'll talk about this. My personal opinion is that your Mars and your Venus are more important than your rising <laughs> sign, but we'll talk about that later. But, uh, yeah, your Mars is, and the reason why I say Mars and Venus is because like your Venus is kind of, you know, who you love and how you want long-term relationships, but your Mars is like both the emotion, passion stuff, but it's also like who you want to fuck. And yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, I think we'll talk about that in another episode, maybe yeah. the next episode. <laughs> yes. Probably the next episode. I think that's what we have slated. Um, but yeah. So I don't know. Sagittarians. I like them. I identify with them to a certain extent. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Are we ready to move on to Capricorns? Katie, take us away. Yes. Oh, also, I don't know if we, did you talk about fire signs and what they mean? Because I know I did earth and water and we did air. I just want to make sure we got all the, like, what the cardinals. Yeah, I didn't talk too much about the, like, what the element associated with was. Um, Mm -hmm. Again, like, fire signs are they're fiery they're bold Mm -hmm. um and that's I don't know I feel like those ones are kind of the either you have to feel it by like knowing the signs or Mm -hmm. by like experiencing the season yeah like that's when you're really kind of going to be like oh okay and I mean we're coming into uh well I guess Sagittarius season isn't until November but like yeah I think when you get there, you feel it. Be like, oh, okay, I'm in fire season now. <laughs> yeah. And Sagitt- it's no mistake, mistake that like Sagittarius season is the holidays. And what is that? That's a big party season. And yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say though, so I had an Aries boyfriend in high school and like, ugh, gosh, so gross. Like the grossest. But yeah, I was a freshman and he was a senior and I thought that was appropriate. Um, and he like at some point found out that I was a Libra and he was like, Oh, so you're an air sign. That makes sense. Cause you're like fanning the flame. And I was like, Oh God, you're so gross. Why do I date you? Yeah. So sorry for that interlude. We just, that was the last air sign. And I want to make sure they were equally represented. Um, last fire sign. Sorry. Yeah. Or yeah. Sorry. Last fire sign. Ugh. <laughs> It's, it's getting to be late. I've, I've learned we need to start doing these earlier because the later they go, the more I start making like verbal slip ups. <laughs> yeah, but then it's more fun for the listeners. It is true. It is more fun. It's more authentic. Um, all right. So the next sign is Capricorn. Um, it is December 22nd to January 19th. Um, it is the goat or like, if you ever see it pictured, it's like a mer goat. Um, and then it is ruled by Saturn. Um, and they're very strong personalities who focus on their goals and follows through to achieve them. 
Um, they can come off as cold, uh, but they're restrained on the surface. And they're restrained on the surface, but they really let loose when it's time to, you know, do that. They kind of set aside their be wild and party time. And when they do that, they can really, really party. Um, they can be workaholics, but they find success at almost everything they attempt. Um, they're very down to earth and need structure. And yeah, and that's the basics. Um, the moon sign and I've been sugarcoating a lot of this, but I decided not to sugarcoat any of this because this really resonated with me. And maybe you also need to hear this if you're a Capricorn moon. Um, but Capricorn moons are very logical and organized. Um, they need to be working towards something. They need structure. Um, they need alone time or they get angsty, although they're probably going to get angsty anyway, because that's just their freaking personality. Um, and they're not nurturing and they can appear emotionally distant. So, yes. Um, and then a Capricorn rising um, is head bitch in charge. They're the one who always seems that they like they have their shit together and they know what they're doing. Um, they can come off as very confident and in control can also appear calculating or cold, and they are very serious or deadpan. And yeah, and that's Capricorn. Yeah. Um, and again, we'll talk more birth charts later, but Katie's got a lot of Capricorn in her chart. Mm -hmm. um, but we're also both, uh, both of our Saturns are in Capricorn. We were born, you know, in the same year and Capricorn is ruled by Saturn. And it's just like, ever since I learned more about that and I'm just like, ah. Uh, Gosh, this explains so much. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For example, Capricorn like is about like basically having your life together and Capricorn Saturns are supposed to like, they need a goal in their life, but also um, Cap like Saturn rules your fear. So if your Saturn is in Capricorn, it can mean that le like there's a lot of fear associated with that as well. And if that doesn't like describe our generation as far as like graduating during the recession yeah. and shit, like I don't know what else. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I mean, we had it a little bit better than the people that graduated in 2010, but yeah, mm -hmm. it was, it was rough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll talk about that a little bit more when we talk about Saturn returns. Mm -hmm. um, and if you want to learn more about Saturn, um, we both recommend uh, the little book of Saturn by, Eliza, is it Ein, Einhorn? Einhorn? Yeah, I think it's Einhorn, Eliza Einhorn. Oh. It's on our Instagram. I like did a cute little picture with our little baby witch mascot and that book one mm -hmm. Saturday. So it's on there. You can find it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the, so the Capricorn uh, Tarot Association is the devil. Um, do with that what you will said we could probably do an entire episode on like Zodiac and tarot associations. And we're probably going to do a tarot episode at some point as well, but it's really hard. Like yeah, or five. there are po podcasts that are just about um, understanding the tarot and a really good one. Cause she always, she does a monthly tarot scope and she, or tarot reading. And she always talks about like the tarot associations with the upcoming Zodiac signs for the month. Um, and that is uh, Wild Soul Tarot and Lindsay Mack. And if you want to listen to her podcast, that will kind of give you like a more in-depth look at what all these things mean. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. 
So moving on to Aquarius, like our lovely uh, co-host, Miss Katie. So Aquarius is an air sign. Um, it is, um, I had that it's ruled by both Saturn and Uranus. And so, but Uranus was discovered uh, later. So, you know, like within the last 200 years, so pretty recent. <laughs> um, so traditionally, you know, in the past, it was viewed as being ruled by Saturn, but now it's seen as being ruled by Uranus. Um, and its symbol is the water bearer. Um, so it's an air sign, still the water bearer. Um, Aquarians are the humanitarians of the Zodiac. Um, they just really want to make the world a better place. Um, but because of that, they can be seen as radical and revolutionary. Um, they want to make change, not accept the status quo. So they can often be seen as kind of the outsiders um, or as like the hippy-dippy kind of people. I know you said that about the Sagittarius, Katie, but I, I, I've always thought about that as the Aquarius. My mom's an Aquarius, um, and she definitely is that to a T, like fully like – I remember coming home and being like, did you know that they didn't really burn bras to uh, protest like the Miss America pageant or whatever? And she goes, oh, they did. I mean, at least I did. <laughs> um, so yeah, Aquarians can be eccentric and a little unconventional, um, but they're doing it, you know, for all the right reasons. Um, Aquarius moons, where'd my notes go? Wait, where'd my, where, oh, there they are. Uh, Aquarius moons, um, their emotions are based on their values, uh, not necessarily how they're actually feeling. So this, I'm an Aquarius moon. And when I read this, I felt so called out. I texted Katie immediately. I was like, what the hell? Um, so it said that Aquarius moons will put the greater good above their own needs. And I was like, how dare you? Do you know what I'm going through right now? Astrology website. And then Aquarius risings. Um, kind of throwing back to being eccentric or unconventional, they can come off as little um, as, you know, quote unquote, different or special. Um, they're, they're more independent um, and not necessarily fitting in with the crowd. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, Miss Aquarius, what else would you like to add? Yeah. And I would also like, there's this weird association and this is the thing that really, got me with Aquarius stuff when I started looking into it more is that Aquarians are also kind of associative like they're very intellectual they're supposed to like they're one of the most intellectual signs because partially because they're air sign and also just partially because of their unique traits but they also like are kind of associated with not wanting to deal with their feelings and like trying to ignore their feelings and that probably translates over to the emotion to the moon sign like we discussed earlier but it's also kind of like that's something that I do all the damn time. And my Capricorn moon probably doesn't help at all either. But yeah, it's kind of something where it's like, I didn't realize I did this until I read this shitty meme making fun of Aquarians for doing this. And how <laughs> dare you point out something I didn't realize I do all the fucking time. So yeah. So, yeah, but I mean, again, that's like your how why your birth chart is not just your sun sign. So you said that about like, you know, like pushing off your feelings and mm -hmm. my mom's an Aquarius and it's totally not like that at all. At all. Yeah. But again, she's got a cancer moon. Like, yeah. So that cancer moon plays a big part in how she shares her emotions. Exactly. But yeah, no, that's, I'm just pointing that out because that's something that I've heard specifically about Aquarians that they, 
hate their feelings and don't want to talk about them. And I have found that to be true as an Aquarius. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So the um, Aquarius tarot correlation is the star. So if you look at the star tarot, at least in the um, Smith weight deck, um, it's often has the, the water bear. So sh- there's usually a woman like um, pouring water back into a stream, something like that. And then, All right, Katie, yeah. do you want to bring it home with Pisces? Drum roll, please. Last one is Pisces. Um, their solar dates are February 19th to March 20th. They are the fish. So if you see it, it's like two fish kind of making a circle. And they're ruled by Neptune. Um, they're very emotional and intuitive. Um, they're also empathetic, sensitive, ethereal, artistic. Um, you know, they're kind of one of the signs that are so like, I would say they're even more emotional than cancer because um, they're like so watery and intuitive and in touch with their emotions that they have trouble staying grounded and they're in their heads a lot and they're very dreamy um, and they tend to be optimistic, um, but they, that's sometimes to their own detriment. They can come off as a little naive. Um uh, Pisces moons are very compassionate and they are easygoing. Um, they need art, fantasy, dreams, and a creative outlet. Um, they're very intuitive and sensitive, um, but they can be a little difficult to understand. Again, kind of too much in the head and not enough on earth, um, and they need security. And then they can appear very artistic and peaceful, albeit a bit um, mutable or changeable. And they appear intuitive, dreamy, and charming. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so um, uh, I don't know if you mentioned this. Sorry, I kind of zoned out. Not your fault. It's just Mm -hmm. getting late. (laughs) Um, So Pisces is ruled by Neptune. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it's uh, also, or its tarot association is with the moon card. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so you'll see usually some fish on the, the moon, depending on what deck you're using. That's actually a really interesting one. Cause the moon card is kind of like, it's kind of like a choose your own adventure. Like you're in the moon and you can either like let it drag you under and go crazy, or you can like dive into the depths and like learn more through intuition and stuff like that. And I feel like that's kind of a good metaphor for Pisces. Like they're so in their heads and emotional that they can, you know, use that for good or they can kind of just become spacey and not, you know, connect in the way they're supposed to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't believe we did it. Yeah, we did it. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, I think we've talked about this a bit, um, but we kind of wanted to go over like how, I don't, I don't know. We've been so talking now, we've been talking so long now and I feel like we've kind of been interjecting a bit like, talking about personal yeah but yeah I think we had this idea when we started that we were gonna like just go through all of the tarot or tarot sorry all of the astrological signs and just give you the information straightforward and then talk about our personal experiences at the end but I feel like that's impossible with astrology yeah it yeah especially because you kind of need those real life examples to balance it but yeah so I, I mean, I feel like we gave some good examples for how all of our, um, 
for how all of our personal signs connect to everything. I mean, I still, I don't know. I feel like I had a breakthrough during the course of this podcast in that maybe my rising sign is just kind of a shadow side of myself, but um, I don't know. I still don't under, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, that's, that was kind of like why I, so Katie had the idea to do this podcast. Like when I went to go visit her on Memorial Day weekend, she's like, we should do a podcast for baby witches. And I was like, that's dumb. <laughs> I was like, why? We don't have anything to tell people. And I was like, you know what? Maybe there's like five people out there that we could help. But also like doing the research on this would be so beneficial for me personally. And like for the both of us that even if no one listens, um, like I've learned so much just doing this, that it's, it's beneficial for me. It's a learning experience. I'm like, studying these like witch books and astrology books. Um, like I'm reading like college textbooks. Mm-hmm. I've kind of got this whole new flair for information. Like I'm just like craving all information at this point. You should see the stack of witch books that I've just been like reading over the last few months mm-hmm. um, that I still haven't put away on the shelf and it just keeps growing and growing and growing. And I've got, maybe a few more books before I actually have to put them away because then they're going to start getting the way of my TV. Yeah. Yeah. I have the same thing. <laughs> I like was trying to get rid of books cause I keep moving and every time I move like books are heavy and I have a million books. Um, oh, yeah. But then like I was doing so good and then I started buying more witch books and now I think I've just replaced all the books I got rid of with witch books and yeah. Yes. Um, and then I well, Katie just sent me a book for my birthday, which I've been like, she told me about it months ago. And I was like, oh my gosh, that sounds so great. And she's like, yeah, I'll get it for you for your birthday. And I was like, oh, okay. I won't buy it for myself then. And it's been so hard not to do it. I told But you there's you could... so many other books to read. Yeah, that is a good point. But I did also tell you, you could have bought it for yourself at any point and it would have figured out a different birthday gift. But yeah, yeah that's okay. But now I already know what book I'm reading I think I'm going to read. So Katie got me Jailbreaking the Goddess by some, I forget the name. I think it's it all the way across Fox the room. Fire. I... Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's called Jailbreaking the Goddess. I'm super excited to read it. Uh, the author had an interview with Paige on the Fat Feminist Witch a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also really want to read, again, I think this was a Fat Feminist Witch interview. Um, but it's, I can't remember the full name of the book. Oh my gosh, hold on. I've got it. I, ho- I have, I hope I have my, my reading list here in my little like book of shadows that I keep. Um, so the book is called Honoring Your Ancestors. And I know the author's first name is Mallory. I can't think of the last name right now, but that's next on my list too, because Halloween is coming up and I really want to read that before Halloween. Yay. Or Samhain, as you learned on our last, or like three episodes ago. Yes. Um, okay. Well, before we go, we should probably tell people how to find us on social. Yes. You can find us at um, baby, Witch pod on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. And you can email us at babywitchpod at gmail.com. Um, so please remember we are not experts. We are not professional astrologers. If we got a sign or a moon sign or a rising, like so wrong, let us know. Uh, you know, we can always do a correction in another episode. Uh, we can put something out on social saying like, Hey, you guys, we screwed up big time. Um, but just be nice about it because we're in our Saturn return and life is hard and please don't yell at us. Yeah. 
No, we're going to have an entire episode bitching about Saturn Returns in like, I think we have it in like three episodes because we're like working our way up to it. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. I've got, I've got them all here somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Let's see. I've got it scheduled for maybe December 2nd, but we'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, we'll talk to you all in two weeks on the next Magical Monday. Bye. Bye.